0: Welcome back to the Boundary Corner podcast. Ron Siegla. it is late on a Saturday night, my friend. How are you, sir? I'm good, buddy. Watching
1: Michigan close this one out against the dub.
0: Uh, Been a a good day for college football. Been a few, few upsets, a few close calls. It has. Ohio State goes down to Oregon without Kayvon Thibodeau. That was a little bit shocking, the old B.C. Quarterback, Anthony Brown, leads them to victory. Um, Brian, is is Texas back? No, sir. No, After they are not. Annihilated <laughs> um, in Fayetteville by Arkansas. We got that one wrong. Um, yeah. yeah, we completely did. Completely <laughs> wrong. Um, That's okay. It's okay. Arkansas's <laughs> defense showed the hell up.
1: Good yes, they did.
0: You know who else showed the hell up and almost pulled out a massive upset? Colorado. Oh, yeah. Colorado.
1: <laughs> App State as well.
0: <laughs> App State was on the door. I took the nine. You know, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the hurricanes in their wonderful home stadium with 26,000 people, um, not much of a place to play, yeah so, it was a really good day for college football, um, and even better when the Hokies beat state. We got We got a W. Got a, Get, got a w. w. <laughs> Get the W. Um, not maybe the prettiest. We, we are uh, not enthusiastic about this W, but no, we will not. take it. <laughs> we will take it. I was a hot garbage time touchdown from nailing the spread on the money. By twenty eight, and then you know we decided to put every young player in, and they almost held, but they didn't. Yeah, I, I was didn't. close. I, I
1: almost. I, I pretty much nailed what Tennessee State was going to do. Um, yes, you did. I was. A, I, I undersold us by a field goal, so I was pretty damn close. If it was. Uh, if it was Price's right, I hit that shit on the money.
0: You did. You did hit Price's right. <laughs> so, Brian. So let's for, before we do anything else, let's toast the W. Yes, sir. Yeah.
1: And guys, uh, you know, I'm I'm repping fighting hoagies here, but this is actually Sierra Nevada. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're on Fighting Hokie Pull, stand up a little bit, show the shirt too. You got the fighting hokies logger shirt. I got the none but clear mountain air John Laser shirt. We are truly twenty twenty one spokes pimple for the hokies out there. So but again, we got the W. I think if I think if this, Brian – if I tell you the game ended 35 14, but it was 21 nothing in the first half, I think everyone is viewing this game different. But it didn't happen that way. No, nah, no, nah, the, the flow of the game is the problem, and kind of the overall
1: uh, feeling of way the first half kind of went down is uh, the problem, not necessarily uh, what the end result is. Uh, I think we're pretty much fine with, with the end result. Cover the spread. Uh, kept right. them at Orange length, especially the entire second half. But that first half just it it didn't sit well. It didn't feel right, and it kind of got everybody in a in a
0: little bit of a funk. Right? You're right. You're right. So let's let's jump into it. So before we jump into it, though, shout out Matt Neal. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, saying, <laughs> saying hello and listening in. Well, I least, I bet it's bourbon. I bet it's Tito's. Hey, I bet it's Tito's. Tito's and uh. Tito's and uh, some uh, some LaCroix out there. All right. So, Brian is effectively labeled the Middle Tennessee State <laughs> the tale of two halves. Yeah. So, let's start with the first half. And let's start with the first play of the game, Brian. Keyshawn King, kind of in the doghouse a little bit for the fumble last week, comes out, gets it right at the goal line. He takes it. He sees a crease left, he cuts, and he goes. Yep. And you saw the leverage. He was going to get caught, but not before he got just about to midfield. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when when that happened, tell me the first thoughts in your mind. Like, it's like, okay, this is going to be a route. Yeah, I was like,
1: okay, we're, we're coming out the gate hot again. Um, you know, this this is kind of the energy that we brought Uh, to the start of the UNC game, we're going to kind of keep that going. And then the offense took the field, and it just felt different. Um, Seemed like they just couldn't get out of their own way a little bit. Um, did really like the way the offensive line was playing in the first half, uh, but those first couple drives in particular looked like they just weren't quite getting the calls where they needed to be, weren't quite where they um, wanted to be at getting to the second level um blankenship was making plays um did a good job of kind of running sideline to sideline to stretch some of those lateral runs out
0: um and it was just just wasn't a good start for us no it was yucky it was yucky it looked super plain unlike unc we did not attack the edges any um in the passing game no well and brian something mean you talked about was they were small undersized quick defense would you? Have, would the first play you have ran would have been outside zone, or have you ever ran a little something different? I mean, it's our
1: it's our bread and butter, but at the same time, um, it it does kind of play into the strengths of what they like to do and how they like to attack the offensive line. So, you know, it'd been nice to see something different, something um, similar to kind of how we came out against UNC with that little swing pass to get Blackshear up open, get, get them kind of on their heels a little bit. Um, uh, you know, but I, it seemed like the the plan from the get-go was kind of to to keep things vanilla on both sides of the ball. And that's kind of how we came out on the offense. The the calls were kind of vanilla, kind of straightforward. And unfortunately the the way we executed them reflected that.
0: Yeah. The way we executed it reflected the way we executed it also looked like, again, why I did not want to be ranked um, is because, you know, like, Anytime we get a ranking this early in the season, it's like I don't necessarily say it goes through the guys' heads, but it's like it, we lose the chip. We had a chip last Friday night. We played Angry. What's up, Tally? Thanks for checking in with us tonight, man. And we
1: Tally, we got uh we got Billy on here.
0: Billy? <laughs> Everybody well Billy Appreciate it's anyway. you guys jumping in, hanging out with us. Exactly. For Billy though. Billy, you're in the West Coast, man. It, it's the, the night has just begun for you, sir. Um, but it's the whole piece of we get it, we lose the chip, and then it takes us having a bad half to get the chip back. You yeah. know, so the first two drives, not good. It started the game all slow. But you know what, Brian? What we saw last week with UNC, defense came to play again. Yep. Defense came to play.
1: Um, had had a couple, couple uh, plays where they had some positive. Then we would just we would put it back in in the negative there. And then we got uh, two quick three and outs to start the game for them. Um, I like the energy that the defense brought out the gate. I wish the offense would have batched that. Um, but I overall first two drives ended up net uh what four total three and outs for for both sides there. So, mm-hmm. um, kind of a slow start on both sides offensively. Uh, And then we kind of woke up, and it was kind of a weird way that we woke up, man, because we woke up after a Braxton Burmeister scramble that resulted in a big shot on his shoulder that ended up uh, taking uh, Braxton back to the locker room for a little bit.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, that had to happen. And and when that happened, Brian, I just, in the words of Leslie Gordon, I just sat there and I went, well, shit, that's the season.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You went went full – in the other, you're like, all right, we're done. It's over. Yeah. Stick a fork in us. I was like, no, nah, yeah. well, no, nah, we got to, we got to wait on this, man.
0: Well, <laughs> this is, well, this I is think... still.
1: I mean, no, no disrespect to Middle Tennessee, but this is still Middle Tennessee.
0: Hold on, though. But yeah, this was just be thinking long term, whole season, not just sure, one. Sure, sure. But it's also the fact that he got hit and he just laid there.
1: And yeah, he kept
0: laying there, and, and, and we know his history
1: there. with his shoulder, and we, we, we kind of know. Uh, that one of the key things we want to do is try to try to limit that those big hits. You know, his game he's going to take some shots, but you don't want him taking shots like that. Um, you know, somebody that's on the uh, the baseball team teach this
0: kid to slide, please. Uh, let let let's do that first. Um, and if you don't teach him to slide, at least teach him to lead with <laughs> his left shoulder, not his right <laughs> shoulder. Uh, head, but, he I mean, he's,
1: he's a full-on gamer, though, because, you know, we we had a couple good plays from uh, Knox yeah. Catum came in there. We got, what, another about 20 yards yeah. or so on that drive after That's Knox good. came in. Then, you know, Braxton comes back out, uh, throws a nice little fade to Tavion Robinson in the left corner of the end zone. The good favorite. guys are up
0: 7 nothing. Exactly. Good guys up 7 nothing. Um They ran that route a little bit shorter than they did uh, last week against UNC and nailed it perfect something yep. else and it might have saved for Braxton on that drive was there was a review for targeting yep because Braxton went out he went to the tent then they took him back and I'm sure the tent will just make sure he wasn't concussed but so I'm tent thinking- was quick too so I mean he was back he was back in the locker room
1: Real probably quick. shoulder pads off before they that- ever even got back from the review
0: So this is what I think happened with that. I think they went under the tent, could cuss test, cool. You know, you can get up in there, Brian, feel anything, feel broken, no. And probably the next thought was, well, you've bleeped up this shoulder before. Let's get these pads off. Let's check your ranges of motion. Get him back there, pull the shoulder pads off, check the range of motion. Oh, everything looks good, feel good. Yep, let's go. He's on the sideline throwing. That targeting, the review that took like four and a half to five minutes, I think that was big because it got yeah. him in and got him back out to make that touchdown pass and get the confidence up.
1: Yep. Cause I mean, at that point throwing the ball that, that had been a definitely a uh, struggle bus for, for most of the, the entire first yeah. quarter there. So getting him in a, with a throw that he's comfortable with um, getting that touchdown, that definitely got a little confidence going back in the offense. Absolutely. And
0: and by the way, what needs to be said is some of his passes, you know, the downfield stuff isn't where it needs to be, but the fade routes, especially short yardage compared to what they were last year when we saw them have yeah. gotten significantly better.
1: More touch, so, yeah. more accurate.
0: Yep, um, And that's both,
1: big. both of those things are. So the touch gives the receiver a chance to be where he needs to be the accuracy, obviously, means that when it's thrown, it's not going to be a pick, and it gives the receiver a chance to come down with it in bounds
0: Every time. So that is really big in my opinion. Um, and it's great to see. All right, so defense does its job again. And then Tavion Robinson, absolutely wonderful punt return, flips the field. And, Brian, let me just say this. Between Keyshawn King and Tavion Robinson – Eddie Royal was in the booth today. Eddie and Bill here in touchdown tech gave me chills. But I think we have two elite return men in the country, not just in the ACC. In the country, they both have good vision. They both have good speed. Yep. What we saw today, numerous times, you know, with a couple of good kick returns and a good punt return, was we flipped the field without having to do too much just those guys being good
1: yep and and that's going to be key because i think that was definitely something that was lacking especially on the punt side last year is that tay never got fully comfortable back there uh had a couple muffs we ended up kind of having a rotating cast of characters as we closed out the year last year punt return that that was more of a mitigating uh disaster Position mm-hmm. than it was about having any sort of positive impact on our team. And I feel like that's definitely turned into an asset, at least in the early going of the year so far.
0: Absolutely. He seems very comfortable back there. He's getting the opportunities to run, um, which is really big. All right. So that sets up the really good drive. BB has that as a really good scramble, which, you know, I, I'll, I'll have to ask you, Brian. Um, you know, yay or nay? Did you like him still scrambling after taking that pop?
1: Yeah, because he's got to play his game. I don't I don't want to see him change how he's approaching um, the playing the quarterback position just because of one big pop. Now, I do want to see him not take unnecessary hits at the end of plays. Okay. So there's a difference there, right? Yeah. One is how you're approaching your mindset in terms of what you do with the ball. The other is how you finish the play and keep yourself safe. So you you can still make those plays and as it's closing out, you get out of bounds when you need to, you slide ahead of the contact when you need to. You make a good slide and not lead with your head and shoulder, right?
0: True. Okay. True. So that, you make that, a good that's slide. The yeah. Yeah, don't don't put yourself out there like you did the first time and get yourself absolutely killed.
1: Yeah, and I mean it, it wasn't a fighting for yardage, getting the first down situation. You had the first down, you just need to get down safely, right?
0: Exactly. This,
1: this isn't a John Elway sticking his neck out there to get the get the first down.
0: It's not the Super Bowl, and you need just <laughs> to continue the drive to go take the lead or to extend the lead. Yep. It's early in a game. All right. So he gets a good scramble. And we get down inside the ten yard line, and they bring in Connor Bloomerick. We get ten yards, bloomrick up the middle, little uh, little sweep to Big Stone Gap. Yep, he dives for it. He just misses it, and then we take Connor Bloomrick up the middle one more time, pounds it in. Yep. It's fourteen nothing.
1: We, the return of the wild turkey, we had a little diamond formation running on that yeah. one. It was uh, it was a pretty sweet thing to see. Uh, it was awesome. Definitely shows yeah. that the, the 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 gears are turning a little bit there in terms of at least getting Connor active in the offense, because I feel like that was something that we didn't really see a whole lot last week.
0: No, um, we and that's an that.
1: element. That's a wrinkle that we showed this week. We didn't show a lot of wrinkles on offense this week. Uh, getting Connor Blumrick involved in the offense was one of the few wrinkles that we did present this week. True. Uh, and we'll talk we'll talk more about that in the second half. And I, I kind of like what we did in the second half even more than what we did in the first. Um, so that's exactly. a teaser.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, but let let's 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 just let me just digress for a second, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. You had a similar guy the last two years on this team that you did not do these things with. Coaching staff, and now he's out at North Dakota State. So, if anything, I get more irritated because me and you call, we were calling for like get Quincy some packages like this. Yep, some packages like this because if nothing else, it takes it, it makes them see something different on a goal line situation, and you know, eventually especially Quincy throwing those fades like last year against NC state, Visually, they're going to sell out and there's going to be just an easy slant or an easy fade route. So I'm I'm done digressing about that because we had a similar guy that could do the same things and you chose not to do it.
1: Shout out QP for tearing it up today.
0: Oh, did he good day?
1: Yeah. Good, good day. Good day for him.
0: Nice. All right. Let's jump back. Look at the defense again. Um, You know, after kind of what happened, really great start, we started to see some holes, Brian. What did you specifically see that kind of, you know, when they gave up the touchdown on that long drive?
1: Uh, I saw a lot of off coverage. Um, corners playing about 8 eight to 10 off the receivers. Um, they were mixing in some cover six and – Looks like Middle Tennessee was consistently attacking uh, the half field side uh, of that coverage behind the corner, in front of the safety. Corner routes, little kind of uh, little sluggos, things like that, where the uh, they can get the wall in behind the cornerback and uh, linebacker didn't have enough time to get over uh, to to make the coverage there. Um, <clears throat> and it happened on key downs, and I think that was what it was more frustrating. Is that you know we have we'd have good two. You know, first down, second down, they'd be either third and five or more. And then they would just keep running kind of these same route concepts that kept kind of working in the same areas of the defense. And there was a moment where it looked like Armani Chapman was a little frustrated with with kind of those concepts, had a little uh, little, little back and forth there uh, with Jay Ham or, or someone on the sideline. And, you know, we kind of rode out the rest of that drive like that. They ended up getting a touchdown. It was a close play. We're about an inch and a half from that being kind of a
0: yeah, you
1: know, incomplete pass. It was called incomplete on the field. He got that right foot down just as he kind of secured the ball. Um and then you know the left foot came down out. And uh little, little bit of wind out of the sails there just because, you know, when when we got the ball back, it didn't do anything with it. Yeah. I think but- that was the more frustrating thing.
0: Well that three and out drive was frustrating in a lot of ways because it was the first time we kind of purposely took shots down the field, right? Purposely took shots.
1: Yeah. And I know you- there was actually a sense of urgency. It was a one-score game. We were getting late in the ha- the first half, so there actually feels like okay, we're it's not just early going anymore. We're we're almost in the end of the first half and they're still in this thing, right?
0: Exactly, and I think you mentioned something to me um, when we talked about five today. You said that is the first place you should have seen. Like this is how we should have came out immediately. Run a little, get a few yards, and then attack them because they're clearly they're clearly sunk, sinking in.
1: Yeah, I would have liked to seen, you know, shots down the field like that. Because, I mean, there were a couple plays where we were running um, verticals across the board. Uh, we didn't see a whole lot of those um, outlet routes with Blackshear where he was kind of the guy underneath that if if, if it wasn't there, um, there was someone to drop it off to. We saw one time where um, Tay Rob was targeted, but it was clearly Braxton was just getting rid of the ball. It was nice to see um, you know, some sort of outlet route to uh, to you know get it into Blackshear, maybe get five or six yards, see if he can break a tackle yep. and get a first down. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to see more levels to the concepts here. Uh, where, yeah. we're we're not necessarily running four guys deep and there's there's no outlet. Um, you know, run too deep, run 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 something up the, up the seam, run one guy on the outside deep, and then, you know, maybe work in a, a dig or or a, uh, some sort of, like, play in the flats just to get uh, get the ball out if nothing's working for you. Um, I, I, I don't like these concepts where we're just running four deep and there's there's no really other option than either throwing it deep or throwing it out of bounds.
0: Exactly. And I think the big piece on when you do that sort of concept is we know how risk adverse that they're teaching the quarterbacks to be about not turning the ball over. Yep. So you're, you're running these concepts that essentially – that essentially you're teaching them to be risk at and you're giving very high-risk concepts. Versus, and we have guys that can do it, Brian. I think this is probably what frustrates us more than anything. Versus running Black Blackshear or Holston or Big Stone Gap or any of those guys, putting them out just in the flats or having them hook up three to five yards downfield. Because if someone blows coverage – and forgets about those guys and you're able to make that dump down. You're running guys 20 30 yards off. Yeah. There's going to be a if the guy doesn't make the initial tackle, there is going to be that right there in front of those guys.
1: Yeah. So and I mean, like I said, if we're looking at kind of what we did, I'm a, I'm I'm definitely looking at it and saying, okay, well they went full vanilla in this game. That yeah. was that was by design. By design they weren't going we to so. do anything. Yeah. We well, I so. mean, look at look at the UNC tape and then look at this tape. True. The concepts are significantly less Different. unique. You're uh, right. less inventive. Um there there was not I mean zero throwbacks. I
0: mean there there, there was yeah, and no screens no outside these, bubbles, no Yeah, no th- there was
1: none of that. So Keep that in mind when you're uh, evaluating what this offense did today. By by no means am I happy with the outcome, but at the same time I recognize that by design this was supposed to be vanilla. The only difference is Middle Tennessee did a fairly decent job of stopping
0: vanilla. Exactly. By the way, folks, if you see me and Brian's head or eyes move, we're watching Pac-12 after dark. Um, we, we we made some things on one of these games. Um, so, and that's why we just run this live late night. We're going to be up anyway, watching the late night games and, you know, showing our love for college football. So you'll see our eyes move. Um, even on slow, just slid perfectly. And then he did a Braxton slide. I don't know <laughs> what would frustrate me more <laughs> if Braxton did that, like perfectly slide. And then the next one looked like an awkward draft going down. All right, yeah. so, Brian, one more thing before we uh, hit a break here. Under 90 seconds left, the ball's at, like, the four-yard line. We finally get aggressive. Tell me your frustration when that started happening.
1: So, I'm not frustrated that we did it in this game. I'm frustrated that we did it in this game with 116 left inside Ooh. our own 10-yard uh, line starting the starting the drive when we didn't do that against unC with more time and better field position
0: can you explain that <laughs> that's I mean, it that, that, that's, I mean, that's
1: that's that's my beef I, I, you know I get that I'll say this we needed to show after the the couple drives we had before that that we could still move the ball consistently against that defense just to just the mental um so I think some of that played a role. Okay. But at the same time, just, I mean, if you're going to be conservative or aggressive situationally, I would prefer it to be a little more predictable.
0: <laughs> and I'm not
1: saying predictable from a, I, you know, the defense knows it's coming too, but, you know, if you're going to be aggressive in those situations, be aggressive or no. But it's kind of, it, it was kind of weird that, you know, you get different treatment here. I get there's less stakes here. So
0: yeah, it's 14, seven it's, you know, overall, well, you have the same, you have the same, lead, roughly
1: the same lead. Right. But you're playing a lesser, what you consider a lesser opponent. So you feel
0: like the stakes are lower, right? Stakes are low. You feel like if you make a mistake, they're not going to take advantage of it, especially the way the defense had played the, you know, 85% of the first quarter. So yeah. get it completely. All right, guys, before we do get into the second half, we, are going to take a quick pause for a message from our digital partners. All right, Brian. Let's start second half. And Middle Tennessee State comes out and probably has their second best drive of the game to open it up. Um, you know, and and what they showed, and I hope that J.C. Price and Bill Carrollnick, um, um. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw
1: you off there. So, yeah,
0: you uh, threw me off. I saw two questions come up. And they went away real quick.
1: Yeah. So, so, uh, Neil's asking, that, you know, if if our passing game is based on smoke and mirrors and misdirection, you know, why do we side, decide to go vanilla against anyone? I think, I mean, you got West Virginia. You're, you're, you got a big game coming up. Maybe they don't want to put some of this stuff on tape. But my beef with that is that you already put some of it on tape against UNC. I'd rather you throw, the kitchen sink out there and make West Virginia have to pick and choose how they're going to prepare against you, then go full vanilla. But you still got some tape from UNC that that, that they can fall back on. That's a good point. I'll let you continue into the second half, sir.
0: Well, I'm going to, I'm going to just follow up on that. It makes, it makes perfect sense, right? Like it makes perfect sense. You've already shown it. Why not continue to let the guys execute the plays on the field against live competition? Again, I think you said it before, Sometimes this coaching staff outsmarts themselves and it gets us in trouble. I think the game today, we'll throw back to everybody, 2019, the game today could have been Furman back in 2019. It could have yeah. been. But I think we are have a much, much better leadership group um, between guys like Brock, Leticus, um shamari connor dax jordan williams and some and jermaine waller you have more guys who can hold everybody together where games like yeah. things weren't going right it was just like what do we do what do we do what do we do and it wasn't good yeah
1: leadership wise this is closer to the 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 2016 and 17 edition of the Hokies And hopefully that carries forward in games like this where we aren't quite fired on all cylinders. We've got that leadership to fall back on where we don't let, you know, a couple of negative plays, whether offense or defense, turn into, you know, two or three touchdowns that end up costing us the game.
0: Exactly. All right. So now let's go to it. Middle Tennessee State out of the half, as I said a couple minutes ago. Um have a really good drive to come out of the half and kind of show something. I hope Bill Tirilnick and that I hope J.C. Price are showing the defensive line. The big play on that drive was a little throwback screen, essentially taking a, a taking advantage of our aggressiveness on the on the defensive line. Brian, I know it was Middle Tennessee State, but I know plays like that are things as an offensive lineman you love and an offensive guy you love.
1: Yeah, and I mean the the concept was great. I saw it coming before it happened. Um I was like they gave a completely free rush to Barno. Something's coming. That that's not by design and then it, all of a sudden you see the guy come out the other side of the uh the formation. Um you see uh the uh the throwback from Hockman um over yep. there to him and it ended up being what about 35 yard gain I think on that play.
0: Huge gain. I mean, a really huge gain. And, you know, luckily, we, 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 they get down to about the 30. And, you know, instead of going for it, regardless of down and distance, they chose to punt and they pinned us deep. And, and I'm not saying, I mean, it's 14 7. So you get it. But I also, why is it not in the back of their mind? We scored one time on them. We had to go out of our normal pattern to score a touchdown. Every other time we touched the ball, we did a little to nothing. Why aren't we taking advantage of this?
1: But- you, you essentially think they might be in empty the clip mode, right? Exactly, I would be. You, you, you would, you would think You would think, given the scenario you ran, how close the score is, you empty the clip.
0: But they didn't.
1: Um, and they didn't. They decided to play a conservative. Um, they thought their defense could could keep them around. And our offense came out a little bit more mojo in the second half. Yes, they did significantly. And it's, it started with uh, I, I know we talked, we broke it down a little bit. Uh, they broke it down really good, actually, in the uh, the broadcast. Um, the tray, the the big ball to Tray that uh, kind of set up everything there. Uh, looks like uh, Blankenship decided he was going to kind of free free wheel a little bit. He wanted to jump under the route, gave a. Signal to the safety. Safety didn't quite get it. Thought he had inside leverage, um, inside he help. Didn't. He did not. Trey had a free release up the seam. Uh, ball was a little underthrown. And little. If, yes. if, if it was a perfect ball, Trey probably walks in. It wasn't. Uh, but I will take an underthrow over an overthrow. Anybody that saw the Tennessee first half <laughs> uh, can definitely understand exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and it wasn't just the one wide open one, but it was several others were that were overthrown.
0: <laughs> there were five overthrows where, like, one was completely wide open, which was terrible. Yeah. Two of the other three, if he had even underthrown it a little bit, they have a chance to catch the ball. If it, at worst it's a pi, yeah. It, it, at least in this situation, the way I I think the way we talked about it felt about it, Brian is this okay? If there's tight coverage, you must overthrow. You must. You just have to. It's the safest play. If the guy gets there and catches it, wonderful. In this case, when B.B. looked, there was no one there. Okay to underthrow that? Yep. Okay. What I, do I want to see him hit in stride? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Because you hit him in stride, it makes every single defender on that side of the ball, especially in the secondary, say, okay, we've got to stay further back which, with what we do, opens it up more. Now, as beautiful as that was, the the play that scored the touchdown on this drive, Brian, had Jalen Holston looking like Khalil Herbert with that cut because that cut was nasty. That
1: was the best cut of Jalen Holston's career that I've seen. Um, Foot in the dirt and kind of weaved between two defenders that were engaged in a block. And then boom up the field.
0: Twenty-nine and, uh, yards.
1: As your shirt says there, nothing but clean mountain air.
0: Oh yeah. Number clean mountain air, touchdown, and, and and right there it's 28. The game's over. Effectively, right there. The game is over. We we put well, we, enough distance 21, between them. That's 21-7. The game's yep. At 21-7, the game's over because they're already playing surrender cobra. They can't hit their deep shots to get touchdowns. They're getting deep shots just to move the ball. And the defense after that initial open drive just tightened up a little bit, Brian. Defense was- started
1: playing a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage at the cornerback position. Um, and there was less room for those guys to kind of get to their spot in their routes. And the slower they get to their spot – the more the defense can react in that zone coverage, right?
0: True, but do you, do you like it that we're playing that we we're essentially giving them some easier throws? Do you like that we're playing that cover six, that soft quarters in a twenty one seven game? Because the game's it's it's not over quite yet, but you feel like we have control. Well, I mean,
1: the reason I like it is because what happens next? Well, so Waller in a good position uh, undercuts the route. He knows he's got help behind him. uh, And all of a sudden, you know, gets the pick, runs it back for about 25 yards. We're uh, sitting pretty again, right? We're we're, we're ready to punch it in
0: one more time. We are. So I think what you're trying to – what you're kind of saying here is two-score leads, you're doing this. Eventually, they're going to get to a point when we're sending these zones, there's going to be no free run because there's going to be nowhere to go. And essentially, yeah,
1: And I mean, I think we do need to do a better job of mixing up coverages and, and key downs, like third and five, third and six. I mean, we can't be playing eight nine yards off the ball. Uh-oh. Um you know, we're we're, in, we're inviting uh, first downs. You're we're essentially them. saying you've got to react exactly right to stop the first down, right? All right. All right. Okay. So okay. we need we need to. I think we need to mix it up again. But I think even looking at the defense the calls were vanilla tonight. There was a couple zone blitzes here and there, but there, there was nothing that was put on tape that said, okay. I mean, we didn't see the stunts that we saw against UNC. We didn't see any of that stuff.
0: No, we Um, saw very, very basic. Um, and you know, I'll go later on into how they ran the ball, which wasn't very well. So Jermaine intercepts the ball. Um, we're on the right side of the field after his interception. And then, you know, what we have next goes on. Um, it was BB's big scramble. And then. Yeah. He punches- did a good job.
1: So he, he, stepped up. He saw that it wasn't there, took off up the field, made a couple guys miss. Um, and that, that was a big run. And then. You know black shear kind of took over the back half of that that drive, had a good run that set set us up in the uh, the red zone then closed it out. so um it was it was really probably the in terms of fluidity kind of the most fluid drive we had yeah. um it it was it was one of those quick quick punches there and at that point you kind of felt like all right this 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 game yeah. has been put in hand. We're, we're comfortable again. We're doing what we want to do on offense. We're shutting them down on defense a little bit. Um, you kind of felt good about where it was heading there. Um, still would like to see the offense be a little more consistent with some of their plays um, because we kind of got got back into um, some of that later in the game. But yeah. overall, I'm happy with, with the way the second half went offensively.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Raheem Blackshear, you know, 10 rushes 53 yards didn't see him much in the past game tonight how did you feel about his day in general day in general
1: really good anytime he's over five yards a carry is a good a good game for him um I, I you know i I like that he had 10 carries I'd like to see him get about 10 carries every game I'd like to see him used a lot more than the one catch for five yards um he needs to at least get five targets a game minimum.
0: Um, are you, are you still, I guess now it is what it is. Like we're not going to see him come out of diamond. We're not going to see Holston him on the field at the same time yet. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's in the cards for the next game. That's something they've never seen, but it still feels like we're not. Last week, it felt like we took advantage of his whole arsenal. Yeah. Today, again, with the vanilla game plan, you don't. And, I don't like that because of this. You're going to play another team if you take away the actual live situations where he's running the wheels or the flats, or you run some screens to him or doing some other things to him. All you have ever done is put him in the situations behind practice, yeah, not in live games. And we and saw. I'm, him. I'm with that. You let I'm, him do it in a live game. You saw him get 60 plus receiving yards against UNC. Yeah.
1: And and he, I'm with you. I, I would like to see him get more uh, opportunities in any game because any game against live competition is better than any simulation in practice, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's what I would prefer to see is is a little bit more. You don't have to you don't have to show anything you haven't already shown on tape, but you need to at least keep that those elements in your offense, right? Yes. Like you've yes. already shown against UNC, it's already on tape against a quality opponent.
0: Run similar plays. Yeah. Run run the same thing. But but again, it's it's I think this is why the why we always are critical of the offensive staff is because some of these designs are just like you can show this 30 times. Yeah. And and you can even say and again, look how he was schemed open last week. Scheming somebody open is going to consistently happen because the second that they decide to move that linebacker to the flats, what you're doing is you're opening up a slant route. Yeah. And you're opening up a slant route where if that defender doesn't play perfectly and he puts it on the on the money to Trey or Tay and that other linebacker, you know, the, the the weak side linebacker is out of place, it's going to be the strong safety or the free safety job to come down and take him out. And if they don't take him out, it's air. So yeah. it's like, why are you outsmarting yourself?
1: Yeah, like I said, the, and you know they made it a point there with uh, when when Neil brought it in there. A lot of what we do is misdirection. A lot of what we do is getting our playmakers in space so they can make guys miss. When you take away those elements, our offense is very pedestrian because we don't, we're not a, especially this year coming off of last year, we're not a just line up and run it down your throat offense this year. That's not that's not our game. And when you go vanilla and you don't have that, it shows real quick. And I think that's what we saw in
0: this game. True. We have a more diverse offense than we did last year. We don't have quite maybe the home run potential because of the way Khalil Herbert could run. Yep. We have a more diverse offense to get the ball down the field in numerous ways, which we need to take full advantage of.
1: We need to be better at matriculating. Like, I like big plays as much as anybody else. I like the excitement of a big play. I don't think this offense is going to be an exciting offense to watch, but I think it could be a very efficient offense if we do the things that we're talking about.
0: Very true. All right, Brian. Um let's go. Last drive. You know, Tay Robinson gets a big 26 yard haul, sets up Connor Bloomerick coming in. Um thirty yard run. I think Connor Bloomerick might be officially part of this offense in packages now after we see him multiple times today, not seeing him last week. And then Blackshear caps it in with the second touchdown of the day. Um, You know, it's 28-7. The game's over. It's just another good drive to get people feeling good. Well, that made it actually uh,
1: 35-7 at that point, yep.
0: 35-7. That made it 35-7. Yep. So I'm looking up here. Um, Stanford just should request to open with USC every year. <laughs> no one else. I mean, like it's 20, it's like 24 to seven or 24 to yeah. 10. We definitely on the wrong side of that one. Stanford yeah. up for USC. All right, let's, let's move on, Brian. Um, so, so,
1: so uh, let's talk about Connor though, because Connor got in there, uh, H back suite, took it to the one yard line. Things like that are what we talked about. We thought Connor might end up doing in this yeah. offense outside of, um, you know, the short yardage heavy back set, uh, like the wild turkey that that type of formation, yeah. um, and, and that's what that what we want to see. I mean, he is an athletic player. He is a little bit more of a athlete than kind of the other guys on the uh, on the line there. Except yeah. you know, Mitchell may be the the one exception that has that degree of athleticism. I don't think yeah. Mitchell quite has the top end that no Blumerick can get to um and he's he's you know designed to be a little bit more shifty because he has played that quarterback position has yeah, played yeah. um h back for a and m before so um getting him involved is going to be good i like that we at least saw what he could do even though we didn't see him throw the ball mm-hmm. um and i like that Knox got a couple drives there at the end um yeah. i know we kind of we've wrapped up the scoring here but but uh, Knox got out there again after having that uh you know half a drive when Braxton went down he got two more drives late um you know showed again that he's capable of you know getting the ball down the field a little bit um showed a and little bit of it. his yeah. athleticism yeah yeah um, he did. And, and i don't think he, can... he he doesn't have you know he doesn't have Braxton level athleticism but he can you know make a guy miss and get a first down when he needs to
0: yeah, he, he's one of those on-schedule guys. You you know, you think about where he played down in Georgia. That was the Trevor Lawrence division, and he was, like, right on the heels, and then they won the state title the year after Trevor went. So, obviously, he was from a really good football background. Um, but I think just the, the 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 kind of the ending of the fourth quarter, you had some younger offensive guys get out there. You had younger defensive guys get out there. We talked about needing to look at the depth that happened i wish it would have happened more mid-third not more into the fourth but that is what it is because of our digressions in the first half so um yep we, brian, we let
1: uh, them hang around for too long to really get any substantive uh snaps out there but it was nice to get something there at the end even though it was the garbage time was a lot more protracted than we wanted it to be
0: yeah 100 brian um now, Brian, before you know, we, we close with our final thoughts here. Um, yesterday, because it is 912 now. Yesterday was 911 in the 20th anniversary. And it's it's probably the honest truth, Brian, in our lifetimes, it is probably the most earth changing, life changing event that's happened to us. I was 18, you were yep. 17.
1: Yep. Um, and, and I mean it, a lot of things you know it changed a lot in real time and it, it changed a yeah. lot of how you know the next lived. decade or two you know how how our day-to-day changed so uh, yeah. there's definitely been um you know serious ramifications from that moment and you know I think that's one thing that we kind of we kind of miss a little bit is that um you know regardless of how we're feeling, You know politically or socially or all that stuff um you know there there was a moment in time there where we were kind of felt we felt united we felt like we were on the same ground Um, everybody everybody had come together in response to that and um it'd be nice to get a little bit of that back um so yeah but it it was it was a sad day um it was it was sad to feel attacked and attacked in a way that targeted civilians and not military assets um and i think that was that was the big thing for us
0: it's absolutely right so for you know thinking about it for everyone that lost their lives that day whether in new york at the towers at the pentagon or on flight 93 that went down in pennsylvania and then for all the military in the subsequent years um that essentially lost their lives, you know, a tip of the hat and a uh, big thank you. Because it, it was the changing event of our lifetimes, and it's been 20 years. And for, for some of y'all who are listening tonight, y'all were kids. We weren't. We were on the press. <laughs> we, were, we were adults. We essentially were adults.
1: I, I had football practice after yeah. after this happened that day. And it, that was a, a different type of experience. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of a lot of talking about things that were happening and, and those ramifications and kind of what the what the future was going to show for us um, and how the next you know, few weeks were going to go. And again, we were I was in Halifax County. I was more Smart. or less removed from the actual events themselves and they still had that that degree of impact on the day-to-day life and i can only imagine uh what the folks that lived through that um in real time in in new york uh in in dc uh and and on on the on flight 93 i can only imagine what that that was like for them so um you know still a sad day day of remembrance and uh and, and something that we'll never forget in our lifetime
0: not at all all right so folks we're going to go back to the football now and kind of hit our closing thoughts from today's game, the beta version. And I'm going to hit you with some stats, Brian, and then i want you some of your philosophical thoughts here. All right. Things I like for the day, Brian. We were, okay. over 50, we we're over 50% converting third downs. This team, that must be consistent. We were yep. right at 50% last week. 5.7 per rush. If we rush 5.7 per rush every game this year, we are going to win a lot of games. I don't give a damn what anybody says. Because if we're going to run the ball anywhere between 30 and 40 times a game like we did today, we're going to get 200-plus yards. All right. The things I didn't like. (laughs) Or one more thing I did like. Zero turnovers. We play clean games. We're going to be in every games. Or against lesser opponents like this, we are going to essentially run away from them. What I didn't like, we have to clean up the first halves. We have to clean up, and every time we get the ball, we must take advantage. There cannot be three and outs. There can be non-scoring drives, but there cannot be three and outs where, like in Keyshawn King's case, when we get a three and out, we're at midfield. You are roughly 25 yards from putting points on the board. We cannot let that happen. And then the other thing is the passing game. We've got to kind of look at what Braxton does best and take advantage of it. So, sir, I'm going to turn it over to you. What are your thoughts on some of this stuff?
1: Uh, so, my th- my first thing is this: um, you talked about yards per carry. I'm okay with 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 what we did in the running game. Um, I think we needed to be more consistent with how we rush the ball. Um, and get to the next level so i'm going to go a little bit of criticism here on the offensive line the offensive line is what i had the biggest problem with in the first half and it was poor pass pro uh poor blitz pickup and a poor job on combo blocks in the zone game of getting to the second level Um, we would more or less manage their defensive line but then their linebackers would come up and make the play two yard three yard gain we can't make our entire game go off a two or three yard gain um, so you got to be more consistent about getting to the second level when we did get past that second level we hit some pretty good plays both in the scramble drill and a couple of those uh, you know lineup running plays and especially some of the jet sweeps um, so we did a pretty good job total of getting yardage and those y- those big gains offset the negative plays. I want us to be more consistent, especially in the first half, right? Yes. Um, Second thing, we need, 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 need to get something going in the passing game consistently because we did a really good job of peppering in the short passing game against UNC, especially in the first half. And I didn't see hardly any of that in this game. And I know, again, I, I know they were going vanilla here, but that doesn't mean you go away from what's working for you, right? It's true. It's true. So that was frustrating. And on defense, I, I want to see a, Jay Hamm get be a little bit quicker with the trigger on adjusting those those coverages when he sees that they're clearly taking advantage of the off man and some of the, the, the cover six philosophies that he was going with for an extended period of time there. Because yep. they were ju- they were just working it behind the corner in front of the safety every time there was a key down,
0: and we couldn't stop it. And, and on defense, Brian, you know, we give, we gave up some big plays tonight. Um, I think we can live with that. I think our pass rush is good enough. I do. I think the pass rush is good enough. Listen, you guys want to take five- and seven-step drops against taiwan Garbutt, Jordan Williams, Pollard, Kendricks, Fuga, Barno, Griffin. Go for it. You're going to pay whether you actually get sacked or they're right there and bearing down on you. So yeah. that's fine. But we have to be careful with it as we get into games against better defenses, because yeah. those big plays are going to kill us. What, yeah. I- what, what, what,
1: <laughs> I, what I will compliment, I'm going to compliment real quick. Okay. Um, we did a good job of when there was that big play of uh, as, as Ted Lasso likes to say, be like a goldfish. Uh, we forgot about it. We moved on. We played the next play. Right. So that's what you like to see. Um, We didn't let one bad play turn into five that turned into scores
0: consistently. Yep. The other thing I noticed, nine of 19 on third and fourth down, almost 50%. Cannot do that. Cannot do that. Especially
1: how bad they were against Monmouth on third down. Yes, they were terrible. I I will – caveat here, caveat. So I was just talking about the one scoring drive they had in the second quarter. Almost half of those uh, third down conversions occurred on that one drive.
0: All right, so we take that drive out. Never <laughs> mind. <There, there laughs> so if it, we it's, it's more like forty
1: percent, forty percent conversion versus you know sixty five
0: percent conversion. Yes. Well, right at fifty. Right at fifty. Right at fifty percent conversion. Okay. All right. Um, the good. 12 negative plays, three sacks, nine tackles for loss. I thought we'd have more, um, but clearly they were playing the underneath game. They were trying to hit them quick. But anytime last week we were at 25%. I'd love to see the the rush ratio, the quarterback hit ratio as well. But if you're 20% of getting a play in the backfield, that, that, that's one out of one every five plays. That is a good thing. As long as we stay between that 20 – I'm going to hope there's a game where we're 30%. Maybe it's next week and I get to be wrong about something. Uh, That, Brian, you were not happy about the number of yards they got. You're upset. Brian wanted less than 50. Brian, they were at 1.8 per carry. They had 66 Mm -hmm. total yards rushing. I wanted under 50. I'll allow it. I'll allow
1: it. Um, So, I mean, good job overall by the defensive line. Linebackers played well. Tisdale had a really good game. Again, Hollyfield had a solid game. Again, we consistently on third down, went true nickel, though. Love it. That's it. I Dax, mean, Dax was running off more often than not on third down. Unless it was third and short, he was coming off. If we could so sub,
0: we've got that sub package going in with three really good defensive backs. Now, Brian, the one last thing there are going to be people looking and saying, we gave over 300 yards to this offense. Do not count the last 86 yards. That was literally all of our freshmen, and this—that th- wasn't even too deep, Brian. That was like 3 and 40 out there. You can
1: you can count those yards, but you, you need can. to put it in context
0: and understand uh, that you this was this was garbage time, right? So if you take that out, 260 yards of total offense.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see under 250, but you know.
0: All right, Brian. I have high expectations. (laughs) All right, Brian. Here's the deal, man. Yep. I'm looking at our picks. We actually had a good week. Okay. A good week. Tell me about it. You can go no worse than 500. Okay. I'll take that. No worse.
1: That means you're not making much, much ground on me. I'm
0: not. uh, Actually, I went seven and three. (laughs) I can go seven
1: and three. Okay. So you might catch me.
0: Uh, let's see. Or be one game back. No, 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 no. I'm not going to be one game back because I started off so bad. Um, that's going to take a little while, but here's what we got folks. Uh, Illinois UVA, Brian got that right. Um, I still don't think UVA is a good team. I actually went back and looked at, uh, pick six previews and read some more stuff on Illinois. That damn Nebraska game was a fucking anomaly. (laughs) <laughs> they are really bad they were that playing, was the outlier I watched some of that game early uh, on and there was just like no one near UVA players and it's like I looked at some of Brendan Armstrong's passes they're ducks if he goes and throws those next week against Grimes and, and stormed up, they're going to have four plus turnovers easy easy um, so Brian got that one right I missed on that one Tennessee Pitt, I got that one right, Brian. I took Pitt. I came close, man. I, I called the hooker
1: coming what? in and, and, and almost getting the comeback. I didn't quite finish it, though.
0: Hooker's now the quarterback of Tennessee. Yep. Hooker's now the quarterback of Tennessee. There's there's not even a question about it. Um, he looked more fluid in that offense.
1: He, he was more consistent
0: with throwing the ball.
1: Again, I, I know I talked about it earlier, but Milton trying to throw anything further than 15 yards overshot every time every time like you you would think i mean if if this would be one thing if there was tight coverage every time and all this but he had three of those his guys were either wide open or had two steps on the corner
0: exactly you can't
1: can't consistently miss
0: those exactly all right rutgers syracuse we both took rutgers laying the two and a half that was an ugly game syracuse was really in it till the end um Babers has them fighting. I just don't think there's the talent there, and it showed today that the way Rutgers has recruited the last couple of years was Chiano. Ooh, that was a nasty burp. Um, um, that? a burp. That's the Papa <laughs> Uh But the way when they start playing the talented teams, even if they have the perfect game plan, they execute great. Eventually, in the fourth quarter, the gas is going to run out. <laughs> Milton is pathetic. t yes, very pathetic. Uh, we both got that one right. NC State, um, we both missed on. I'm still, yeah. And it's not so much the defense. I think we expected Mike Leach to get some points on them. But they couldn't run the ball against that defense.
1: Yeah, that was yeah. shocking. It took them – I mean, they never really got the running game going. Um, Leary was having to carry that offense, and he, he, you know, didn't do a bad job, but he just didn't have a whole lot of help. And, you know, that, that was problematic. Uh, they really kind of got behind, and you can't really fall behind a, against a team that can do things offensively. Um, and there, the defense for Mississippi State showed that they can – they can run with uh with a with a pretty decent offense. So um NC State going down is definitely kind of my I don't I don't, I don't call
0: it an upset of the week. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say something else. Don't say what you said to me off air. We're not saying that yet. <laughs> no, off no, fair. we're not saying that at all. We'll say it. Um
1: but NC State going down definitely was kind of the the shocker for me of the weekend in terms of teams I thought were gonna kinda handle their business that didn't.
0: Yeah. So, it's sort of shocking to see that, but, you know, kind of is what it is. All right. So, we both missed on that one. App State, Miami. Told you, Brian. Hangover game. Hangover.
1: Yeah. Miami is officially not my pick to win the Coastal.
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. I've soured on the Canes. It only took two weeks. Only took a couple weeks. But I got that one right, Brian. Swung on it. We nailed the game of the day. We nailed the game of the day. Iowa goes into Iowa State, goes into Ames, and handles business. Ames Um, has clean water, but they also took an L today. They took a big L today. (laughs) Um, You know what? I think Matt Campbell's probably found his home for the next 15 years. Okay. Now, I say that in two weeks, he's going to beat Oklahoma by like 20. (laughs) He's the best coach in the country. Um, Texas, not back. Not that. Not bad. We both swung and missed on that we one.
1: Swung and missed big time.
0: Terribly on that one. Um, but we got Michigan right. Michigan. We looked.
1: nailed Michigan. Mi- Michigan yeah. definitely. Uh, so Michigan say, well, without well, any expectations is a different
0: team. No, it's not Michigan. <laughs> it's Jim Harbaugh with no expectations. <laughs> Harbaugh with no expectations at Stanford. Look what they did. Yeah. Great. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. Even when they were doing okay, people still were writing them off. Harbaugh, when he went to San Francisco after a six and ten year, there were no expectations, right? None. 13-3, and three, two Kyle Williams fumbles from punching a ticket to the Super Bowl. So when there's no expectations on Harbaugh, I think he just coaches looser. Right, but we got that one right. And then the big game of the day. I thought Ohio State would then without Kayvon Thibodeau. But Anthony Brown, we talked about it earlier, handles business. We nailed that one. Oregon wins outright, so our 14-and-a-half easily lays there. Um, and I'll tell you what, it's really interesting to see just the playoff picture at the moment. Yeah. it's. I mean, for real, it's really interesting because you have – you know, you feel like right now is it two SEC teams guaranteed with Georgia and Bama? Don't know yet. We don't. It's too early. We, we don't. It's, it's too early. But, I mean, if, if
1: you're using the sample size we have and projecting that out over 12 games, then the answer is yes.
0: True. Because right now the Big Ten could be left out. The ACC could be left out. And you know that would get things super interesting.
1: Yeah, I also and think honestly, oh, yeah. other
0: than Oregon, um, now, I mean, you got SC, you got SC, you got SC yeah. out there. I mean, they're down fourteen right now to
1: Stanford. So well, I, I was more saying like, other than Oregon, I mean, has any other non-SEC teams really looked impressive?
0: Uh, I mean,
1: yeah, teams teams that are in position to make the playoff that you thought were in position to make the playoff. Well, you got you got Georgia and Bama, and you got
0: Oregon. Has anyone else looked no, impressive for really. two weeks? Not really, because Notre Dame did not look impressive today. They, I mean, they were borderline about to lose to Toledo. So who knows? Um, and obviously, so that gets us Brian five and four. I'm six and three at the moment. If Stanford covers, we're both going to finish above 500. Um, and But Stanford covering also, I think we got that in the bag because I don't think I can see USC scoring 32 unanswered. No. I think Stanford not. will find it in some way. So, um, you know, I'm going to get a few games back after starting absolutely terribly this year.
1: Yeah, my, my week two went a whole lot better than my week one, and my week one was close to five hundred. Um, so th- I think this should put me above five hundred altogether. Uh, if Stanford ends up finishing how we think, or I'll be uh, pretty you,
0: you, will be, to... you will be at five hundred
1: at five hundred. Okay, You'll be at I'll take five... it. I'll take it. <laughs> You'll be at five hundred.
0: Yeah, we're 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 we're, we're probably going to be up another hour or so. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Almost.
1: If I get to five hundred, then you guys can officially say that I'm just as good as flipping a quarter when it comes to betting on these games.
0: <laughs> we got we got to go back and look at our uh, combined picks here. <sighs> Rutgers one and O, then one and one, two and one, two and two, three and two. We could go five and two combined. Same picks. Okay, we might be finding something where you like the same game. Bet on it, guys. Has anything else popped up Hokey Nation? I don't think we, I think we got out of this game unscathed, no injuries. And yeah, we had we had a couple scares. Um yeah. you know, we had Mitchell with a nick, we
1: had obviously Braxton went back and then we had um what was it? Uh Griffin um had that had that scare coming off of uh the edge one time, but I think overall, you know, nothing ended up being something that was going to keep guys from uh from significant time, hopefully. Keanta Jenkins uh gets his foot right he'll be ready for next week. Yeah. I um, think it's good setting out.
0: up the I think good would take. Um Brian, there is one thing we missed um Florida State loses to Jacksonville State.
1: I was actually about to mention that cuz I saw that pop up. <laughs> In my feed here,
0: after and, playing out of their minds against Notre Dame, on although seeing
1: what Notre Dame did today, I'm not sure that this is necessarily a Notre Dame team to really talk about. Is 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 what Notre Dame did to Florida State? Is that is that going to kind of be what happened to us uh,
0: Ooh. in
1: 2018? <laughs> is a, well,
0: I think the game was wisconsin you, you, next week, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we'll learn some new things about them next week. I don't, I don't know if, I don't think the first two weeks we really know a whole lot about them. I think we know that their offensive line is is very much average this year. And- They've
0: got Purdue next week. Okay, and okay. Purdue is two and zero, but they have played Oregon State and Connecticut. Purdue beat Connecticut today, forty nine to nothing.
1: That's can that's not going to be a that's not going to be any any game that they can overlook. I mean, Purdue's probably not the greatest team out there, but yeah. they will show up and they will give you hell for four quarters. Um, so much, if they We're if off. they come in there and start like they have the last couple weeks, um, they they could take the L there. Um, you know, Cone Cone showed some metal today in the way he finished that game. Yeah, but I their defense isn't what it was last year and their offense because of the offensive line. I mean, they had to find inventive ways to get Tyree the ball in space where he could make some plays because they, they're not a team that can just line up and run it down your throat anymore.
0: Yeah. I think, I think the defense, it, 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 they're, they're still good up front on the line, but I think not having a su a sua a, a, a or Jeremiah, I'm just going to say that that second level is where they're missing it because I don't think those guys have grown into the position of what they need to be in that defense. I think even more so with a new defensive coordinator and Marcus Freeman, Um, you know, certain people out there love Marcus Freeman and he is not doing great to begin with. Anything else breaking Brian NFL tomorrow? Yeah, boys, we kick it off tomorrow. Um, Looking forward to
1: see what the Colts can do against the Seahawks. I know Curtis wants us to
0: get the W, so that's that's what matters. Get the dub, please. I'll be probably <laughs> listening I got a bunch of errands to do tomorrow. I'm gonna probably be listening to the Niners game um from the San Fran affiliate as I mow my grass tomorrow afternoon. So uh yeah. Well, Brian, if nothing else, let's uh let's sign off here. Let's watch the end of the holy war where BYU just got like a nine yard tackle for loss on like an inside handoff. Yep. That was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. That was seen. the most slow developing handoff oh, I've ever seen, and BYU just made, blew it up. That makes Brian Stein Springs look impressive. Arizona State in a dogfight with UNLV and USC How to make the comeback. So I'm going to sign it off, Brian. That wraps up this episode of the Boundary Corner Podcast. I'm Curtis Wilson. I'm Brian Siegler. Visit our website, boundarycornerbt.com. Listen to all of our episodes. While you're there, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe on our YouTube account and your favorite podcast source and Spotify, Amazon, and Apple. If you're looking to join the Hokie Club and help achieve the Reach for Excellence campaign, Please visit BoundaryCornerBT.com forward slash giving to get started. As always, we let our buddy Jason Long play us out, play us in, catch him on Spotify and Apple Music. We thank you for listening, and let's go Hokies.